0: Hello guys, sorry. I was just drinking some water. I probably should have done that before I clicked um start recording, but <laughs> oh my god. Okay, let me just tell you about my morning thus far. So it is Monday um, and it's just gone midday and I woke up at the arse crack of dawn because I had multiple deliveries today, one of which was by DPD and if you're not British that's just a delivery service actually I don't know if that's a universal delivery service anyways one was by DPD and it was um my juice delivery because I get my juice delivered because apparently I'm a 30 year old yoga mum. um and the other deliveries were clothing and they were coming by Royal Mail and Royal Mail have been pissing me off recently um I understand times are tough However, about eight of my parcels haven't arrived um, and have said that they've been delivered. So today I was like, okay, today might be the day they all arrive. And I got an email saying that my Urban Outfitters delivery was going to arrive at 12.26. It is 12.39. I am absolutely fuming um, because I've spent my whole day basically waiting for it. I was like, I'm not going to start recording my podcast just in case in the middle of it, there's a massive knock on my door. Um also I might get too caught up in the sound of my own voice and not even hear the knock. And I haven't been able to go out for lunch because I, I didn't want to miss the delivery, so now I'm fucking starving. And <laughs> I know very small problems, but I just I've been really looking forward to these deliveries and now they're not here. But anyways, I hope everybody else is great. Um so actually what I wanted to start this episode off by talking about is soul so i watched the disney film soul it took me a while to um finally get around to it because quite a few people told me to watch it and i was just like no not because i'm i think i'm quirky or anything i just like you know when you get oh i don't know if everyone gets it but like i get these weird periods of time where i just don't have the attention span to watch anything like my mind is way too distracted um and so I didn't watch it until recently. And oh my goodness, I feel like Disney literally made that film for me. I'm sure a lot of 20-somethings felt the same way. Um, if you don't know or you haven't watched it, I won't spoil it for you. But it's basically about like life and purpose and what wakes you up in the morning and things like that. And that's very much what I feel like my podcast has been about in these recent episodes especially with like the new year and everything like that and I don't know it really made me reflect on on life and if I'm doing things that make me want to wake up in the morning and things that give me a purpose and things that maybe don't give me a purpose but they're my things you know they're the things that I like to do and I don't know it's quite emotional for a Disney film don't know if anyone else felt the same way I know quite a few people said that they felt like they had to reevaluate their lives after watching it but I was very much like I didn't cry because of the film um I cried like whilst I was watching it but because I was thinking about myself because I'm a narcissist and no, I'm joking I cried whilst thinking about myself watching the film because I was like wow I feel like for the first time in my life I am really doing things that are for me mean simultaneously I'm doing a degree I don't want but like I don't know there's just a lot of things I'm like oh no I'm doing these things for me like I'm taking the time to do them because I know it's great for me and I'm proud of myself for doing that you know it's not easy especially I feel like if you have always felt like there are such high demands from you to please everybody else whether those demands are really there or they're in your mind it's really easy to just live for everybody else um and I feel like as of late, I've really just been trying to live for myself. And so with that, I, well, I mean, you can tell from the title of this episode, it's called Visualize Your Highest Self. And that basically like, is my favorite quote. That's not the full quote, but the full quote is, Visualize your highest, did I even say that right? <laughs> Visualize your highest self and then show up as her. And I don't know if I've mentioned this, in a previous episode but I try and live by that for everything like there are so many ways in which you can say that quote um like I've seen a few people say like I'm just gonna act as if I'm famous or I'm just gonna act as if as if I'm rich and then eventually I will be those things and it does kind of come with like the power of manifestation and law of attraction and speaking things into the universe and stuff like that but it's so true if you act a certain way you will eventually become that thing like I used to think I was so unattractive and then one day I was just like I am not unattractive like I am actually kind of pretty and oh god (laughs) you can tell this is a journey because I literally stuttered while saying that but um yeah like I was like I'm I'm not ugly like the reason that I think I am or the reasons that I thought I was ugly are because of like conventional beauty standards. And obviously I am not white. I'm not blonde. Um, I'm not skinny, so I don't really tick all the boxes, but I am beautiful. So I don't need to degrade myself because society doesn't see me as beautiful. Whether it means that I'm objectively or subject, subjectively beautiful is not up for debate here it's how I perceive myself and so like I had to tell myself that and now as I said it's a journey but we're getting there like 14 year old me was like no I'm ugly and I'm fat period and that negative talk just didn't take me anywhere and what I mean by visualize your highest self and then show up as her is basically the first time I like heard anything about that quote or like how to put it into your lifestyle and really understand it was someone saying that you write down a list of things that you want the future you to have or the way you want to live and then you just start doing those things even if you cannot tick everything off your list like you just start doing it like if you want to work out every single day put that on your list And do everything you can to work out every single day, and that can be like literally a ten-minute ab workout in the morning, and say that your goal is to like go to Barry's every single day. Um, if you don't know Barry's is like a fitness boutique thing. Uh, What is wrong with my brain today? I meant boutique fitness, not fitness boutique. Um, but yeah, you can like start doing things like that, and you work your way up, and eventually you will be your highest self, and. If you like want to cut out dairy, like you can't just say that in the future you will not eat dairy, you have to stop eating dairy now, you know um, and so like I just kind of make lists of things that I know that I am capable of doing, and then I try and do them like I try like one of my big things is to work out five times a week um and Like I literally just said, I'm going to work out five times a week. And if I don't like in any, any way, that's the thing. There's no pressure with it. Like you write this list and say, for example, yours is to work out five times a week. Literally going on a walk is a workout. Don't let anyone tell you any differently. You work your way up. It's all a process. And I also think that in the same way, you can't be your highest self until you deal with some of the shit that's going on. Right? So it's a messy process as well. It's not just, this is the best version of me and this is how I'm going to get there. I just need to be these things because there are going to be things that subconsciously hold you back. And one of the big things that like I've been trying to do recently is really like unpack the reasons I am the way I am. And actually, let me get my journal out. So I've been trying to journal my thoughts a lot more because I know it's healthy to let things out <laughs> and I don't necessarily like speaking to people about my feelings so I just try and write them all out and I saw this question online and I, th- I think it was a part of shadow work and how like some people unpack their traumas and like how they start to heal and stuff like that I keep saying stuff like that sorry um but I saw this question and it really stuck out to me and. I was like, okay, I have to, I have to answer this question because I just know it will be like, good for me. And I cried my fucking eyes out whilst I was answering this question. And you can do the same if you want to. I'm not telling you have to, cause it's quite like an emotional experience, I think. Um, but like, just get a pen and paper and write down the question. What is something you feel like nobody understands about you? And Everyone's kind of misunderstood in this world. You know, there are so many things that you don't tell other people because you don't want to, or you don't know how to, or you don't think they're important to mention. And you will never fully know somebody. And that's kind of scary, really. But you will never fully know somebody. Even the person you marry, even your parents, you'll never fully know somebody. You'll never know every single thing that goes through their mind. And the only person that you'll ever fully know is yourself. And so, for me, writing that question down and answering it was so heartbreaking because I was like, nobody is, w- okay, nobody would ever guess that about me. And so, you know, let's just jump in and get deep, I guess. Um, and this is, a, before I start this, this is a big thing for me. Like, I, when I say that I do not, I do not speak about my feelings on a very profound level to anybody because I am so, you It's just no. Um, but so many people have reached out to me recently saying that me saying something helped them know that they weren't alone. And as I've said many, many times, that's all I ever want to do. So I'm gonna be so brutally honest with this question <laughs> and what I wrote, um, in hopes that it helps somebody. But so yeah, the question was, what is something you feel like nobody understands about you? And there are many things that people don't understand about me, but the one crucial thing that I wrote down was that every part of my personality and how I act is a direct result of being broken. And I wrote that and I was like, Mary, what the fuck? Your life isn't a film. Like, stop, stop acting so dramatic. And then I was like, no, it it is true. And it's not like true because I'm a bad person because I don't think I am a bad person, but even my good personality traits come from being hurt, and I think only now am I beginning to accept that, like, being hurt so many times makes you who you are. I don't know if that makes sense, but, like, okay, so one of my things was, like, okay, I'll give you two examples one thing I wrote down was I'm in, I'm very independent because I'm so used to everybody in my life being temporary. Um, and that's something that people say to me all the time. They're like, wow, you're so independent. Like I travel by myself all the time. I just kind of, I kind of go everywhere by myself or I go with my dad, but like, (laughs) um, I'm very much comfortable being alone. And that's because everybody in my life has been temporary. And I remember I used to think that was such a bad thing and I was like oh my god like if you've watched One Hill*, you know that Peyton Sawyer quotes where she's like everybody leaves like I was definitely that person for a while and I was like I don't understand why everybody keeps leaving me and like I have to keep my circle small because everybody leaves eventually and blah 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 and one day I was just like fuck it like people come and go people are lessons some people are blessings like I have no control over that but what I do have control over is how I then turn this pain. Into something good. And I'm still working on it, but at least for me, the next thing that I wrote was that I care, like, I was gonna say way too much. It's not like way too much, but I care so much for the people in my life because I know what it feels like to not be cared about. And even that, so dramatic, like, okay, Mary, calm down. But there have been so many nights where I've just been crying my eyes out and thought to myself, like, I have literally nobody in my life that cares about me right now. Not right now. This is not me talking in the present terms, but um, that, like feeling those emotions, has made me who I am today. Because now I can say to my friends and the people in my life, please know that I am always here for you. If you ever, ever, ever feel that you're alone, know that out of everybody, you at least have me. Um, and like, yeah, those are those are things that I guess are sad. And at the time were horrible things to experience, but they've made me the person I am and I love who I'm becoming. So, you know, in the moment, it's so easy to get caught up in like why things are the way they are and why the world is against you. But then eventually you realize that those lessons, <laughs> lessons those lessons were necessary to your growth. And there are some things that were not necessary to your growth and, and it's so unfortunate that they happened and, you know, it just fucking sucks. Like, this world is is awful. But those are things that are also out of our control. And, like, there are so many times in my life I was just like, I don't understand, like, why is all of this happening to me? Like, I can't handle it. And it's so fucking cringy. I know it's cringy because everyone says it, but... You are literally never given a battle that you're not strong enough for. And whatever you go through is essential to the person you're going to become. Who The person that you're going to be when you finally reach your highest self. And you don't have to know that now. Because there are so many times where I didn't know that. But now, like even now when I get sad or when I feel lonely or whatever, I question like am I going backwards like am I not going to reach my potential you know just kind of filled with doubt and then I come out of it and I look back I'm like okay like everything everything worked the way it should even if it was painful and like there's another There's another quote I saw a few years ago. I think, do you know what? I think it actually might be in Grace Helbig's book. She's a YouTuber. She used to be my favorite YouTuber when I was a kid. Um, But it's something about, like, scars fading but still being seen in certain lights. And I feel like that's such a good metaphor for, like, pain and experience because it never disappears. Like, unless you, you know eternal sunshine of the spotless mind and completely erase your memory it doesn't go away it's something that sticks with you and even after you've healed or even if you're healing or even if you haven't healed but you just think you've forgotten about it it's just kind of there and it plays a role and has an impact on the way you interact with people and the way you treat people and the way you treat yourself and so it's like really important to kind of come to terms with those things. Um, that's why I tell everyone they should go to therapy at least once in their life. It do- it's not for everyone. Like, honestly, therapy isn't for everybody. And I know that some people are like, no, everybody has to go to therapy without really understanding that it just is not for everybody. But I think everybody should try it because you don't know it's not for you if you haven't tried it, you know? Um, But, like, I say, I say, like, unpacking, Pain and stuff to reach your higher self. Because, at least for me, like on a personal level, not a universal level, on a personal level, like my higher self doesn't have like parts of her childhood still determining how she acts. You know? I don't know if that's very clear. I hope it is. But I just mean, like sometimes I'll get upset by certain things and I'm like, it's not me that's upset. It's not 22-year-old Mary that's upset. It's like 12-year-old Mary who's upset. And we just haven't dealt with that specific situation and haven't processed it correctly. And like, we need to work on it. Otherwise, I'm going to continue to get upset about things that shouldn't be affecting 22-year-old me, you know? Um, and now I'm like, oh, okay. It's like a fresher... A fresher... <laughs> this is why I need to eat. It's like a breath of fresh air to be like, okay, I can finally let go. But yeah, that was profound. Moving on swiftly. Um, Ow! (laughs) Um, Yeah. So back to like the purpose thing. I think it's like a really important takeaway is that like you genuinely don't need to have a purpose in life. It's weird because. That's how like capitalism is set up. And it's like you need to you need to have a purpose and you need to fulfill that purpose. And that purpose has to be a career or a job or something that benefits the elites and like not you and like not your heart, you know? And you don't have to have a purpose. And I know it sucks because of the way we live and you know, you kind of if unless you're completely financially comfortable, like with your family or your parents, or you have an inheritance or whatever, like you will eventually have to get a job and like have money and have an income so it's like oh god you know sometimes you have to just step away from the fact that you feel like that's not your purpose because you have to survive but you don't like you don't have to have a purpose it's it's this weird like technique of brainwashing I guess being like no you go to school, you take all these subjects and then you figure out what you want to do with your life based on those subjects. And then you get a degree in it or you do an apprenticeship or whatever it is. But like my purpose is not law. I can tell you that for free. Like my purpose is not law. Um, but like I'm taking a law degree and there are so many people who just took degrees to go to university. Like that's not their. Purpose, of just doing it because it's education and it passes time, and you know there are, there are so many reasons why you might study something that you don't think is your purpose, but you don't have to have one. Like right now, I'd say like I think I have a purpose, and I'm figuring it out. But say in three years' time, if I'm like, no, Mary, that wasn't your purpose. Like you just kind of thought it was temporarily. And that's cool too, but as long as I know that I'm living my life to the fullest, then I'm like, I don't really need a purpose. It's like, everybody says it, but we're literally on a floating rock. Like, it's just not that deep. It's just not that deep. Like, I don't know. I just think that, like, this idea of having a purpose in terms of, like, career-wise is just so, it's just, it's just a massive way of brainwashing people like via capitalism but having a purpose for you is a very different scenario and I wish that there was a different word for like a personal purpose and a career purpose because I do think they're two completely different things like career purpose I have no idea personal purpose to make myself happy you know those are two completely different things but they both have the same words it's kind of difficult to differentiate between the two but I don't know. It's like, it's your life. Okay. Like it's your life and you have to enjoy it because you're the only person that lives it. Nobody else is living your life. They might be living alongside your life. They might be a character in your life, but they're not living your life. They're not living your experiences. They're not living with your thoughts. They're not living with your mannerisms. Only you are. And so with that in mind, it kind of it kind of feels like if you're not living for your own personal purpose, then you're living for everybody else's, you know? And I feel like for a while I was, I'm not saying that, you know, nobody does that. Cause I feel like definitely in school, I was living for everybody else's purpose. Like I wasn't like, even when I look back on like how much I studied and stuff like that for my GCSEs and my A-levels and like, all the extracurriculars I wrote in my personal statement to get into uni and doing like summer schools and just the whole shebang I look back now I'm like I don't actually think I did any of that for me not that I don't want the best for myself but I very much did it for my parents and I even say now I'm like I I don't want to drop out of university because I don't want to upset my parents like, it's it's not for me, you know? I just feel that I owe that to them after everything they gave me, after the life they gave me, the tuition they paid for, like, all these things. It's just very much like, oh, okay, I owe this to you. Um, And now I'd say, like, I am at uni for... Hang on, let me just blow out this candle. Okay. Um, I am at uni for myself because I want, like, job security with a degree but the biggest factor is that like I, d- I do not want to see my parents cry <laughs> um but that's probably it like that's the only aspect of my life now where I would say I'm I'm honestly doing something for someone else and not being selfish but everything else I try and do for myself which is like in comparison to how I was in secondary school or high school um, where I was very much living with other people, like, I literally fucking dyed my hair blonde to fit in, like, I am mixed race, and I don't know why I was walking around with straight blonde hair, like, I didn't even look cute, and I've dyed my hair blonde so many times, but, <laughs> like, I just didn't really have a lot of black friends at the time, so I was like, okay, well, everyone finds these girls attractive, and they are all blonde, so I too will be blonde, you know, and now I'm like, hmm, fuck you and your racism, like, you can't be attracted to a race and not attracted to another, that's something we'll unpack in another episode, but, um, yeah, like, I was very much living for other people, and now I'm kind of like, fuck it, I think developing a fuck it mentality is very healthy, it's very great, um, would highly recommend, maybe don't say fuck it to everything, but just be fucking selfish, when it comes to, like, Things that will affect you mentally and emotionally, you have to be selfish and you have to say, fuck it, I'm doing this for me. And that also involves, like, sometimes you have to say to your family, your friends, your romantic partners, whatever, like, nope, I'm not doing that because it's gonna hinder my growth. And I'm not interested in hindering my growth, you know? So with that, let's, you know, take this into a different realm I guess um knowing what you want to do or what you feel like you want to do and be doesn't mean that you should not live in the moment because I think it's very easy to get caught up in your aspirations and just live in the future but the future and the past don't exist Take that in. Everybody, take a minute. (laughs) The future and the past do not exist. All we have is right now, this present moment. And it's really easy to live in the future. Even though it doesn't exist, your mind is just focused on what could be. And whenever I catch myself living like that, I get so mad because it means I'm missing out on what's happening right now. And then it becomes a memory of the past and I can no longer live in it. So for example, um, for a while, I was very much like, I can't wait until I graduate and then I can travel as much as I want and I can do this and I can do X and Y. And the whole time like I was at my university, I was very much just like, doing the routines of the ins and outs of my educational days and then just not like not living in the moment because I was just wishing for tomorrow which was wishing for the next month which was wishing for the next year which was wishing for the day I graduated um and obviously I haven't graduated yet but I hate living like that because it means I'm not living like I'm literally just not living I would I'm just waiting and that kind of fucking sucks I can't lie to you um and people who are like oh I I can't wait until I'm rich like cool but you do have to live right now you know um I'm all for the hustle and like if you grind and you're getting towards you know whatever you want but right now you're missing out on what's happening you're missing out on the sunshine of today rather than the sunshine of what could be because. That's what it is. Like, I truly hope that everybody gets their dreams, but it's all a what if. Whereas right now, like this very second is your life and you're never going to get this time back. But if you just spend it longing for the future and the what could be's and the possibilities, then that's what you're ever going to do because nothing will ever be enough. Like you'll just constantly be waiting because there is a big, big difference between like knowing you'll be successful and waiting for success. Like one is a, like a strive, a hustle, and the other is literally just sitting there. Um, okay. Actually, I think the best example for this could be in terms of like losing weight And, you know, I know that I'm not the only person. I know a lot of people have done this. They're like, oh, I'm not going to wear this outfit because I'm not skinny enough or like I don't look good in it. But when I lose weight, like I'll look good. And then you just don't wear the dress and you don't wear the jeans and you don't go to the party. And it's like, why did you miss out on those opportunities for a future you? You know? And like now I try, if I like, Buy an outfit that is not really something I would ordinarily wear, but it's like in my opinion, a good outfit. I'll wear it, and like I have had to train my brain to get to that point where I can be like, "Yes, just wear it, mary um because there were so many times that I just went to events and parties and clubs in outfits that I was like comfortable in but didn't look or didn't dress how I wanted to dress. And I like, I look back, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, not, I don't regret it. Cause I really don't live with regrets, but I just think like, why, what was the reason, you know? Because what you showed a bit more stomach Oh, well done. We all have a fucking stomach. Like there was no need to act that way, but we all do it. Like we're all guilty of it, but it's just, it's just noticing it. And then stopping it before you like ruin the event or ruin ruin your mood for the the night you know and so like I said all you have is now and you want to be super fit in the future you want to be super confident in the future okay start now start today it's not something that's just going to happen um it's so easy to be like, I am manifesting confidence in the future, but if you're not going to do anything to get it, it will not just fall into your lap, you know. And people are always like, oh yeah, I want to start drinking loads of water. Okay, go and buy a liter of water and drink it. Like it, it doesn't just happen, you know. It's really easy to think that things just happen, but they don't. Um, like. Just know that you have the most control. Even when this world is so hectic like it is right now, you have the most control over your life. And so if you feel that you want to do something or you feel that something's not going right, you can control the situation. Sometimes, yep, things will be out of your control. There's no doubting it. But for the things that you can control, do it like don't don't just wait around and be like oh yeah it, it will sort itself out because there are certain certain situations you can do that in like sometimes you do have to just give things to the universe and be like i'm just putting this one out there what will be will be but like if if you've got an essay and i have an essay in 2 days but if you have an essay and you're just like okay, I'll just leave that, like, it, it it will sort itself out, no, I'm sorry, baby, but I don't know what fairies you believe in, but that essay is not writing itself, like, you need to go to your desk immediately and start typing, but, you know, if, if you've sent off an application for a job, you can stress out about it, but what good does that do you, N- now you're just wasting time stressing about something that is completely out of your control, But what can be in your control is how you spend that time you now have. Like, you've sent off your application. Now you have some more free time that you would have been using on your application. But now that that's done, go for a run. Go FaceTime a friend, you know? It's easy to sit there and panic. And I do it all the time. Like, I literally sit down and panic all the time. I'm not saying that I am, like, not someone who does that. But literally sometimes you you have to just like light a candle, sit in a dark room, maybe put a salt rock lamp on and say, listen, all I've got is right now and all I've got is me and whatever I do in this moment is completely up to me, you know? And another thing, like, especially with like stress and nervousness and anxiety for like things being out of your control a lot of the time you don't realize that what you're feeling isn't what you think you're feeling because you first of all you can't experience more than one emotion at the same time like you can be sad and then be happy but you can't experience them both at the same time you know but one thing that completely changed my perception of like being nervous and being anxious is that the the those emotions are the exact same as excitement. And sometimes our body gets confused. And obviously sometimes you know, but there are circumstances where it would make sense if it was excitement, but you were just perceiving the emotion wrong. And so like before you get on stage, let's say, okay, so I used to dance and I I get stage fright like no other. Like I don't enjoy being on a stage. Um, It makes me very, very nervous, right? At least that's what I thought. And then I remember I was like doing one of the last things I ever did, like one of the last performances I ever did on stage and it was this dance and I completely loved it. Like I loved the choreography. I, it was so fun. Um, and I felt really confident and I don't know, I just completely loved that dance. And I remember when we were about to perform it, I was shaking. Like I was so nervous and I was like, why am I nervous? Like, I know this dance. I love the choreography. And like, my parents are in the audience and like, I wanted to show them the dance for ages. Why am I nervous? And I was like, oh, I'm not. Like, I'm very excited. But like, my body is processing it differently or my brain is processing it differently. And so like, I went on stage and I did the dance and I was like, boom, did it. There was nothing to be nervous about, you know? And I feel like a lot of the time, you can apply that to different areas of your life you can be like oh I'm really really nervous for this exam but if you just flip it on its, oh, if you just flip it on its head you know you're excited for the outcome you're excited for the ability to prove yourself to not just you but to everyone else who might have doubted you or didn't know what you were capable of you know um and I don't know I think that's a really healthy way to look at it and understand that there isn't just one way of experiencing life. You don't, you don't just repeatedly feel the same emotions because you have to, or because that's how we're wired. You know, you in a way get used to experiencing a certain type of emotion. And if you're used to experiencing nervousness around those things, that's probably why you think you're continuing to, continuing to experience them. But I don't know, maybe I'm speaking garbage. I'm not a therapist, but <laughs> maybe next time, if you feel a little nervous about something that isn't obviously going to have a negative impact on you, maybe sit down and ask yourself and be like, is this nervousness or is this excitement? And if you're nervous, that's okay. Being nervous is cool. This is not me saying that being nervous is a bad thing. I'm a very nervous person in general, but like, there is a very there's a very big difference between being nervous and it having a good impact on you and then being nervous so much that it's paralyzing. And sometimes nobody can talk you out of being that nervous apart from yourself. Like I've had so many people try to talk me down out of panicking and I, I genuinely, it's as if I can't hear them. But when I try to rationalize my thoughts and be like, Mary, okay, take a deep breath. You are not as nervous as you think you are. And the more you think about being nervous, the more nervous you're making yourself. Or I can be like, why are you nervous? Could a good thing potentially come out of this? Yes. Yes is there anything you can do about it right now? No. Great. Keep it moving. Tomorrow is not promised. Like let's do something. Let's go on a run. Let's, you know, I'm saying I keep saying let's go on a run, let's go on a walk because there's nothing else to do in a pandemic. But you know, if we were in non-pandemic times, like call a friend, go get drunk, go slam back tequila, you know? Like there are all these moments that you don't you don't want to look back on and be like why was I just not doing anything and there are exceptions to everything I say like literally everything I say there's an exception to and I think the exception to that is that like I look back on certain times in my life and I'm like I wasn't doing anything and then I'm like oh no I had to not be doing anything but there are also times in my life where I wasn't doing anything and there was absolutely no reason for me to not be doing anything like I just was feeling sorry for myself, and I really don't like feeling sorry for myself. I, I'm just not that person. Like, even when people say, "Oh, Mary," I'm like, "Oh, don't, don't do that. Mm-mm, I don't want it. I don't want your pity. Like, I just don't enjoy feeling sorry for myself. I just feel like it's a, it's like an unexplainable emotion when when you feel sorry for yourself. Like, I I can't actually think of an emotion that that describes that experience. But yeah kind of sucks. (laughs) Um, but yeah, like future you is waiting. Okay. Whether that's the you in an hour or the you in 10 years, they're waiting. They all listen, they already exist. Everything you've done in your life has led up to that future person. You can't keep waiting to meet them. Okay. You have to just let it ride. You have to be like, okay, that's coming. That's okay. We'll put that in one part of my brain. The future me is coming. However, they are not here yet. I am here right now. So I'm going to pick myself back up because I have this. I've always got this and I'm going to do the damn thing, okay? I'm going to go and live my best life. I'm going to do everything I can to make future me proud of the journey. The journey from now, this very second, to the future you that you cannot wait to meet. That journey is what you're gonna be proud of. Okay. And as for past you, you know, I love to say, oh my god, if past me saw me now, like she'd she'd be like, oh my god, she's a bad bitch. Like, who is this? Or like she'd see the way I dress and she'd be like, wow, you stop being a basic bitch to fit in her. Huh? But the truth of it is, like, there's nothing I can do for past me anymore. That person doesn't exist. You know, I obviously do things in my life that make me say, okay, younger me would be so proud. Like this podcast, for example, younger me would be so fucking proud that I have a podcast and that I actually just bit the bullet and went with it. But there's nothing I can do for past me anymore. They don't exist and they're not going to exist anymore. And so, you know, it's very much, this idea of like living in your past if everything you do is for a past version of yourself because that past version isn't coming back thank god to be fair you've learned your lessons you've been on that journey it's time to just take a couple steps forward you know okay let me try and give you an example if it hasn't been clear thus far so I have always said that I want to live in New York right? like at some point in my life, not forever, just for some point in my life, maybe even for less than a year, I just want to live in New York. And I don't know when that could happen. It could happen when I'm 24. It could happen when I'm 72. Like no idea when it's going to happen because I haven't really planned out my life. I've never been someone who have a five-year plan. So I haven't planned out my life like that. I just know that's something I want to do. That's an accomplishment I want to achieve. If I spend every single day of my fucking life longing for the time I live in New York I'm going to completely miss everything that's happening because like I said it could happen when I'm 72 and so what I'd spend the next 50 years forever waiting for the time I get my cute little apartment in the West Village and then what and then when I look back I'll be like oh yeah I just spent 50 years thinking about this but not just thinking about this moment obsessing over this moment and allowing it to overtake my present life and because of that I feel like it would undermine the experience when it happens because I don't know if anyone else is the same way but I try to have no expectations for anything because if you have no expectations you can't be disappointed right and so I feel that if I spent fifty years longing and obsessing over this New York apartment and then I finally got it, it would never live up to my expectations. It could there could be a possibility that could happen, but would it be worth missing out on fifty years of present day experience? And in my opinion, I don't think it would have been worth it. I don't know, maybe I'll maybe I'll make a podcast episode in fifty years' time. If podcasts are even a thing maybe we'll be doing like direct holograms in your bedroom. And I'm like, hi guys, morning. So on today's episode of Life Gets Weird, um, (laughs) I'm in a rocking chair. But yeah, I don't know. I just think now is all I've got, you know? It's like, if you want to make an impact on someone's life, just fucking do it. Do it now. What, What are you waiting for? If 2020 has taught us anything, it's definitely that, like, life isn't promised. Just know that, like, life, it, your life is special and precious because it's yours. And you don't need to think, like, oh, but some people have it worse and blah, blah, blah. No, that that doesn't matter. But just, just remember that because it's your life you have to make it matter, right, okay, I don't know if that made sense, I hope it made sense, um, but we'll leave out that, I guess, because I'm really hungry, and I haven't, oh my god, it's 1.30, For fuck's sake, oh, it's 1.30, and my salad bar shuts at three, and I need to go to Selfridges, oh, oh Royal Mail, I just wish you didn't do this to me today, you know, and I need to work out. Oh my goodness gracious me. Okay. Sorry. There's my daily itinerary. But yeah. I feel like this was probably my most profound podcast episode. Well, that was fun. Um, I hope this didn't put anyone in a bad mood. If it did, I'm so sorry. I didn't intend for that to happen. But just just go live your best life, babe. Go do it. You've got this. I believe in you. All that's left is for you to believe in you too. Bye.